Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the How to Turn Your Goals into Reality podcast. This is part two of the 12 lessons that I learned in 12 months episode. So if you tuned into part one, then I'm sure you've already gotten a lot of nuggets and gems that you will be applying in 2022. But if you haven't yet tuned into that episode, you're going to want to check it out because in it, I shared one to six lessons that I learned so far in 2021. All right. And I'm giving you, giving you like deep, real stuff. It's not just surface level. Like, Oh, I learned to be nice. And I learned this trick and this hack and this, these tips. No, it's like, I'm sharing my real life, um, real examinations and revelations that I've received from my journaling time alone. Okay. So go back and check it out. Let me know which one you'll be practicing. And today we're going to dive into part two. So without further ado, freaky freaky, let's go. Hey, you're listening to the How to Turn Your Goals into Reality podcast, where I firmly believe that your wildest dreams are 100% possible. My name is Teresa, and I'm obsessed with goal setting for results, using systems to make it easier, mastering neuroscience to transform your life, and helping you to figure out how to get your life to work for you. So I'm a city chick who started an online business with two kids under two years old. And yes, I know I was crazy. (laughs) And I created $4,000 in less than 14 days. But that, my friend, was just the beginning. Since then, I've been able to multiply that by helping people just like you to create an impact in the world while living their purpose. And here, I teach you proven strategies and best kept secrets to building a life that is aligned with your vision and helping you to blaze a trail to your unique destiny. Miss an opportunity to keep it real? (laughs) Never. Success and failure mixed with a lot of business plus audacious goal setting while trying to figure out motherhood and purpose are all a few things that we talk about here. So how about you think about this as your one-stop shop, the place that you go to, to spend time with your inner circle and to be around like-minded, ambitious trailblazers who are committed to living a life full of purpose and impact no matter what. Grab your favorite notebook, pour a glass of your favorite bottle of Moscato, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and moved to action. This is where you come to listen, learn, change, and grow. Let's dive in. (laughs) All right, lesson number seven. There is a time for everything. So here's the big takeaway. You got to give yourself time to live and learn. And Solomon, he was the wisest man who ever lived. And he said, there is a time for everything, a season for every activity or purpose under the heavens. And this year was my year of transformation. And in many ways, I absolutely transformed, right? I experienced a lot of hair shedding, which for me is related to having low iron. And so I've been working on building that back up. But I also interpreted the physical hair loss and the shedding that was happening as a representation of some of the things that I had an opportunity to let go of at this time. And so all throughout the year, I've been letting go of unhealthy relationships, crippling thoughts and fears, people-pleasing behaviors, pride in my heart, toxic environments and conversations, 
being passive and submissive and choosing to be blissfully ignorant. I've chosen to let that go. Shame, unhealthy behaviors, hiding, hiding from my purpose, hiding from my calling, hiding from the truth of who I am because I don't want people to misunderstand me. You know what I mean? I don't want people to look at me and say, oh, because of this, because of X, Y, Z, fill in the blank, she thinks she's better or she's doing this or she's doing that. Like, I don't want people to be, I don't want to be solely defined by the work that I do in the world, by my business, by my social media, by the emails that I send. I don't want to be defined by just these limiting things because that's only one side of who I am. Like at the end of the day, at my core, I'm T. I'm a girl trying to figure this out. I'm a girl on a mission to live my purpose just like all of you. And so I never want that to be, I never want the works that I do to be confused with the person that I am. Because even though it is who I am, it's not all that there is to me. You know what I'm saying? I had to really sit down and remind myself that it's okay for me to live and learn. It's okay for me to take things one step at a time. It's okay for me to let go of the things that are holding me back and embrace and allow the things that will help me to grow, to shape me and to mold me and to form me into who God says that I am so that I can fully step into the light and share what he's putting me to share with whoever needs it. All right, lesson number eight, you were not defined by success or mistakes. So I had two really big goals this year and I crushed one of them, which was serving 111 people in our programs because we served more than that. We served almost 700, but I didn't hit the other one. And I talked about this earlier, the financial goal. And so for about a month, I was feeling super discouraged and I was beating myself up about it until my incredible coach, who I recently started working with, helped me to see that this whole thing is a game of of strategy. And so here's the lesson. Hitting a goal doesn't mean that you as a person are now successful. Just as failing at a goal doesn't make you as a person a failure. So what does it mean when your goals are met or if they're left unmet, right? If you get to the end of the year and you haven't achieved the goal, what does that mean? Absolutely nothing. Because achieving your goals is all about strategy and integrity. We got to follow through on what we say we're going to do. And if we don't, we're not going to get the result. For example, we mapped out this entire plan. We knew exactly what we were doing in every single quarter. We knew the numbers we had to hit. We knew the projects we had to complete. We knew the amount of emails, we like everything, everything. And the truth is that I did not follow through on everything that I had written down. At times I was distracted and tired. At times I was overworked and overextended. At times I was just not in the mood. Like there's so many different things that happened and I ultimately made the decision not to do it. For whatever reason, it could have been an excuse. It could have been a legitimate reason. It doesn't matter. I ultimately made the decision not to do it. And so 
I had to come to terms with that within myself, knowing and understanding fully that I am not the results that I have in my life or in my business. I am not a failure because I didn't hit this financial goal. I am not successful as a person because I did hit the goal for the the number of people that we wanted to help. It doesn't work like that. And when I really allowed that to sit within my heart and to flood my core, then I felt like I could come back and try again without the pressure of, oh, I've tried it before. It's not going to work. Oh, goal setting doesn't work. And all the baggage that we put on goal setting, because the truth is goal setting is just goal setting. There's nothing heavy about it. There's nothing stressful about it. Nothing overwhelming about it. It's just goal setting. But we put all of these meanings and interpretations on it, right? If we hit the goal, that means, whoa, I'm great. And if we don't hit the goal, it means I suck. No, it's not true. And that's what I want to do. That's what I want to use this podcast to do, to kind of shift your perspective and to help you to get a better relationship with your goals so that you can actually begin to see progress over time. It's about progress, not perfection, okay? Lesson number nine, you are the message. So people don't buy into your business, they buy into you. Friends don't listen to what you say, they watch how you live. So you are the message that you continue to preach. And so the advice that you give, you are the role model to the people around you of what it looks like to to demonstrate or to live and to be that way. And this is what I really want you to understand from all of this. Not just practice what you preach, but you matter. Your life matters. Your words matter. Your demonstrations matters. And so because that's true, because people listen to you, because people are watching your life to see if what you're saying is actually true, it's important that you use your platform respectfully and with wisdom. And that's not to say that you can't have fun and you can't do you and you can't enjoy your life. Absolutely you can. But the way that we do this is by remembering that even if you opt in for it or not, whether you choose this or not, whether you want this or not, you are an example, you are a role model. You do have people that are looking up to you and it's your responsibility to demonstrate to them what it means to live in integrity because you are the message. You are the message, period. And when I got this, my prayer became, God, help me to live a life of service. Help me to live in such a way that when people look at me, when the people in my online courses look at me, when the clients and the members in the portal look at me, when my community looks at me, when my friends and family look at me, they can see that I'm doing my best to practice what I preach. And do I fall sometimes? Absolutely. Do I get it wrong sometimes? Absolutely. And when that happens, I'm careful to acknowledge it, to take full responsibility for it and to apologize and do whatever needs to be done to correct it. And it's not, it's not that I'm trying to be perfect or I'm trying to, I'm only doing it so that people can see it and say, wow, look at her. She's so terrific. No, it's, it's a goal within myself to do my best to live in alignment with the things that I talk about. So like, it all comes back to values. For me, the biggest lessons that I got this year were connected to my values because if I'm, if I say that spending time with my kids is important to me, 
but when you look at my calendar, I'm not actually doing it, then is it really valuable to me? Am I living in integrity with my values? No. If I say that being wealthy is a value to me, but every time you see me, I always have the latest shoes, clothes, hair, all these things, and you know that I'm in debt and nothing is, I'm not working towards being debt free and I keep buying cars and I'm doing all kind of crazy stuff with my money, then am I living in alignment with my, my values? Am I living in truth? No. Right. And this is why it's important to have people in your life who can call you out on your stuff and help you to be better because without it, you're just going to keep going around in circles, following your familiar path and your familiar patterns, not realizing what's happening. And I refuse to live like that. And so that's why I do my best to live in integrity, live in alignment with things that I say that I value. And practicing what you preach, being your word, being having practicing self-integrity is something that I absolutely live by. All right, the 10th the lesson, we're almost there, guys. The 10th one is that growth is a choice. So every year we celebrate birthdays, holidays, anniversaries, and special memories, which is beautiful, and it's also completely normal. So when I turned 30 this year, and if you've been around here for a while, then you know that at the age of 15, I became an orphan because my mom died when she was in her 30s. So when I turned 30, you can imagine, I started entertaining these irrational thoughts about potentially only having a few more years to live, and then just like my mom, I might die. And this fear has been lingering for the last few years. And I, I knew about it. I thought about it every so often, but it didn't really like bother me. But this year when I turned 30, I was like getting anxious about it. I was like, whoa, am I going to get sick? Like, is something going to happen? Like, what's, what's going on here? And especially because, you know, my hair has been falling out, like shedding a lot. Right. And I'm like, is this, is this, is this a sign of something? And lo and behold, I, I found out that I was just low on iron, but yeah, something that, that I often, or before that I, that I used to often think about or say to myself is, am I going to die young? And when this started to become, when I started to feel anxious about this, I knew that it was time to heal. I knew that it was time to take it up in prayer, to talk about it with a friend and to work through this. And so I spent time praying and telling God, all the things, everything I was feeling, all everything I was thinking, all that kind of stuff. I talked to my girlfriend who was pretty much my sister. And within a few days, the chains, the heaviness, the thoughts and the feelings were gone. And when I say within a few days, literally within the week, I remember there was a complete shift, a complete turnaround. And it wasn't like a surface level. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, I made it through trying to brush it off and move on type feeling, it was actually in my heart, I knew I was free. Within my soul, I knew that this thing was gone, whatever it was. It was cut off from influencing me and persuading me and trying to lie to me. Because the truth is that my time, how long I'll be here, is in the hands of God. And so instead of stressing and, and trying to figure out when I'll die and how it's going to happen and what it's going to look like and all that kind of stuff, I can rest in perfect peace knowing that 
he has the whole plan. He has the full vision. And so I know for you, your fear and your the things that you might be working through right now may not be as intense as mine, right? You might not be afraid of dying at 30, but maybe you're afraid of falling in the same steps as your family or giving into the same temptations and addictions or behaviors and unhealthy habits and all that kind of stuff. And truthfully, this is a huge opportunity for you to see that all change starts with you. So if you want to break the generational habits or the generational patterns within yourself or within your family, then it's on you to begin to make new decisions. It's on you to say, okay, instead of spending all my time with people who are smoking and drinking and, and they have no vision for their life right now, I can surround myself. Remember, we talked about this earlier. I am the sum of my five closest friends. So I can surround myself with people who are working towards building their life, who are working towards creating something amazing and impactful and useful in the world, who are working towards shifting who they are and stepping into purpose, right? Because it's not about where you come from. Our past, our history, our, our family experiences, the things that we've gone through and the things that we've done do not define who we can become and what's possible for us in the future. Only we can decide that by through the decisions that we make today, through the action, the steps that we take today. And so instead of constantly living in fear of all the crazy things that could happen in your life, the things that you don't want to happen, you can now, and I'm not saying like right now in this moment, I know it's going to take time, but you can teach yourself to see things differently, to become someone differently. Because I promise you, if you knew me back when I was in high school and you saw me today, you would say this chick is totally different. Totally, I would never expect this from her. I would never expect to hear her talking about this kind of stuff. Totally different chick. And that's why we can't put limits on anybody and we cannot limit ourselves because there's so much in store for us that we cannot see yet. And if we begin to say, okay, this is all that there is, then that's all that there will ever be. Hey, don't you think that it's time that you finally started taking some action towards your goals? I mean, like seriously, you've read all the books, You've attended all of the free workshops and webinars and summits and all the things. You've talked to as many free coaches as you could to get as much information as you could squeeze out of them. So don't you think that now is the time to actually start applying that information so that you can start seeing some results in your life? If you're nodding your head yes and you're saying, girl, you're speaking my language, then you got to join me in your next 90 days. So this is a free mini course. Yes, I said free. It's a free mini course designed to walk you through how to break down your annual goal so that you can start seeing results within the next three months. All right. So if you want access to this mini course, all you got to do is go to TeresaForever.com slash 90 days. Again, that's TeresaForever.com slash 90 days, and I will meet you there.
All right. So lesson number 11 is the lesson. The lessons you fail to learn always repeat themselves. So this year, I really honed in on mistakes that I kept making in my business. And so things like being disorganized and being underprepared or sharing content just for the sake of posting and being inspirational and all that kind of stuff, I just, I started to implement a proven strategy from my business coach that they recommended. And the team and I got our systems in place. And so running the business this year felt a whole lot easier, a whole less, a lot less chaotic trying to create things on the fly because we had a full system in place. And because I've worked with the same people for quite a while now, for the most part, we've kind of gotten into our own groove and we kind of understand like, okay, this person works really well when we get things done and they have this amount of time to do what they got to do to it and all that kind of stuff. We've learned how to work together to make sure that we're producing our best work as a team and as individuals. So it's, we've kind of hit a sweet spot and it feels really good. And in 2022, I'm looking forward to even strengthening the systems that we have now and becoming even more great at what we do because there is so much in us to share with the world, so much in us to to impart. And if we're not staying on top of our own personal A-game, then we're going to be underperforming and, and that is not acceptable. It's not acceptable, especially when you are tuning in to partake in the insights and the things that we are here to share and to give and then it's not up to par or it's not helpful or it's not good. We, we never strive to, to give you mediocre, half-committed work. Even with the podcast episodes, we never, ever, ever strive to give you half-finished, under-quality content. And it's because we love you, honestly. So that was one of the big lessons that I learned. The lessons that we failed to learn repeat themselves. And so if you see something that it's constantly coming up for you over and over and over, and you're constantly in the same situation, even if it's with different people, you find that you're in the same situation continually, right? You have a situation at work where you disagree with what's happening, but instead of speaking up, you just leave. And then you find that at home, you're in a situation where you disagree again, but instead of just speaking up, you leave, or you're in a relationship where the person just feels so overbearing. And so you leave the relationship, but then you get into another one where the person kind of feels like they're trying to manipulate and control you. It's like, what's happening, right? And you got to look at the common denominator and you got to truly sit down and ask yourself, what is the lesson here for me to learn? What is the lesson here for me to learn? There's a proverb that says, if we fail under pressure, then our, our strength is too small. And sometimes looking at the truth, the reality of where we're at and what's happening in our lives and taking a look at these repetitive patterns or lessons that we fail to learn, sometimes it's, it's challenging for us to do it because it hurts. It hurts. Not every, like for me, I love it. I, I enjoy it because I know that it leads to growth and healing and all of that. And I'm, those are, I live by those things. I, <laughs> I could talk about it all day, but I know for a lot of people, it's like, it's killing the pride. It's like crushing their identity. They're like, no, I don't want to go through it because that means I'm going to have to change and I don't like change and you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I get it. But what's, what's it costing you to continue to repeat the same mistake over and over again? 
right? What are you losing by remaining in the same boat that you were in last year when it comes to this particular situation? You know what I mean? So instead of continuing to make the same mistake and having the lesson reintroduce itself over and over and over, you might as well find out, hey, what's going on here within me that makes this thing keep happening over and over in different situations, right? Why do I, why do I keep coming back to the same feeling? Why do I keep coming back to the same situation over and over and over and over and over? What is here for me to learn? All right, and the last lesson is health and wealth are good. So people from all walks of life have different thoughts and opinions about both of these things. Some people say that wealth is is evil. Some people say that health is good and that's the only thing that we should pursue in life. But I truly believe that health and wealth are both beneficial and we need both, right? In order to create a difference in the world and to make an impact and to help people and to do like live at our highest potential, we need to be healthy and we need to have a lot of resources. We need to be wealthy. And wealth comes in many ways, financial resources, people, knowledge, wisdom, skill, all that stuff is wealth. And here's something that I learned from one of my mentors. I love this guy. His name is Pastor Sunday Adi Elijah. He has like, I don't even know how many books, but I've read most of them. And he has some, a lot of free content online. You got to check him out, especially on YouTube. But he's the guy, he's a guy who raises up millionaires in his church. He teaches them the principles for managing their money well, and it, it helps them to become great stewards of their financial resources. So he said that your net worth is determined by the value that you add to yourself. The value the, the books that we read, the things that we experience in life, the lessons that we learn, the ways that we grow determine our net worth. We think that going to school determines our net worth. We think that our network determines our net worth. But in reality, we decide our net worth by the person that we choose to become. And I'm going to just drop the mic right there. Like, boom, (laughs) you just got all 12 lessons. And my goal with this is that you would not only listen to it, process it, journal about it and become it, but that you would actually think about it over and over and over again. You would find at least one lesson to implement in 2022 so that you can actually see fruit in your life as a result of tuning into this episode. Because something that another one of my mentors says is, and I have a lot of mentors. I work with different coaches at different times, not all at the same time, but I, and the reason why I call them mentors, they might not all be active in my life. Okay. Don't get it twisted. I don't call all these people all the time. I call people mentors who are like people that I learn from, people that I trust, people that I actually sit and listen to. Okay. I will watch all of their videos. These people are my mentors. (laughs) All right. So I have another mentor named Pastor Mike Todd. He doesn't know me. I don't know him. That's fine. (laughs) But something that he says that is ingrained in my heart is that God doesn't bless who you pretend to be. He blesses who you really are. And it's easy to pretend like you have it all together when you're talking to your friends or you're talking with a coworker, 
But when you're actually sitting with yourself, thinking about your life, reviewing your 2021 year, reflecting on your business results, reflecting on your personal performance, reflecting on your relationships, reflecting on your finances, reflecting on your personal goals, what is the truth that up until now you've been unwilling to accept and what is that preventing you from experiencing? What would your life look like if you actually allowed yourself to feel the disappointment, to feel the discouragement, to feel let down, and then to work through those emotions to get to the other side so that you can try again when you feel like trying again, when you know it's time for you to try again. Instead of trying to avoid the pain or what you think will be painful, how about we be honest and we choose to learn what we've refused to learn so that we can continue to grow, right? All right, so there you have it. I hope that you found this episode helpful. I hope that you will be implementing as many as you can. But first, let's start with one because one is better than none, right? Let the church say amen. (laughs) And I will see you next week. If you found this helpful, go ahead and share it with a friend, a family member, or a coworker, whoever you feel would benefit from this information because it's not just for you. So don't be greedy. Don't just hog all the good stuff for yourself. All right? I love you when I mean it. And we will chat next week. Ta-ta. Thank you.